Welcome to 2023 and welcome back to Shrew's Views for our first episode of the year. It's me, Johnny Drury, alongside Salop's main man, the Shropshire Stars main man on the ground at the Montgomery Waters Meadow, Mr. Ollie Westbury. Ollie, how was your Christmas? How was your New Year? Better than um, Shrewsbury's, I hope. Y- yeah. <laughs> Just kick me while I'm down, why don't you? Um, yeah, my Christmas was good, mate. I cooked Christmas dinner. Fair yeah, play. Fair yeah. Play. and I didn't give anybody food poisoning, which oh, is a, a, a positive. Which is a positive. Yeah, I uh, got got some fairly good reviews from from the family who quite enjoyed my uh, parsnips and all that jazz. So Christmas was good. I had a few sherbets on New Year. And I was, um, but I was fit and ready to go for the um, for the New Year's Day game. So I'm all good, mate. How was yours? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I got the flu again, which is a bit of a pain, but never mind. Such is life. Every other person has got it at the moment, but, um, but yeah, down. not too bad. I know I am, yeah, injury prone, injury prone. Um, but yeah, we're back with Shrewsbury's half an hour chat about what what has gone wrong for Shrewsbury over the festive period. We've got a few questions. We'll talk about the new signing and we'll look ahead to Sunderland and the FA Cup on Saturday. So, Ollie, I've read your piece this morning, but I'm basically just going to get you to read out what you've said in the Shropshire Star today. What has happened? Shrewsbury went into the festive period on the back of three wins. Everything was looking up. They were playing teams in and around them. Could have got near the playoffs. Could have got in the playoffs, maybe, with a few good results over Christmas. But um, it hasn't happened. Shea Dunkley scored a couple of own goals. Felt so sorry for him. Red cards. Defeats. You know. What's the this is the Ollie Westbury inquest over what's gone wrong for Salah? Well, it's probably best if we if we go through it chronologically. I suspect just just for the sake of um, making life a bit easier for for us. So so obviously they, they arrived at at Abbey Stadium on Boxing Day, having won the last three on the bounce, um, but not played, did they? Because the Peterborough game was was. Um, frozen off. So they arrived at the Abbey Stadium. Um, it was a game that it was a game probably lacking in quality in that first half. Shrewsbury scored a brilliant goal, wonderful team move. Um, so that Sadie got on the score sheet again. So take him to four goals, which was another positive. And you thought at that stage that things were looking really rosy for town. You know, they're going away from home against a side who's not scored at their home ground since September the 3rd. Um, but you just felt when they got that, you know, at the time I didn't really notice it until Steve Cottrell pointed it out, but he was really disappointed with the way that they conceded the first goal, uh, against, um, against Cambridge and yeah, they let that goal in a curling effort from outside the box, bent, bent over Morosi. It was a, it was a great finish from, from Tracy in fairness to him, a former Salop. Low knee, I think he was. I don't know for sure. And you just felt, you know, we were sat in the press box. The Cambridge fans were literally like screaming in our faces in the press box, like celebrating. Uh, and you just felt that that gave them the lift that they needed, um, and it just gave them some hope. And obviously, they still didn't create a, a, didn't create much, but the goal came from a from a a Che Dunkley mistake. You know, it must be said that Dunkley has been very, very good for town since his arrival. Um, but yeah, unfortunately for Shrewsbury, he 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 lost the ball uh, in the middle of his own half, uh, which was a problem. Uh, and then 
and then they kind of yeah they broke away and scored so you know that was kind of a frustrating one Shrewsbury were probably marginally the better of those two sides but they lost moved on to Cheltenham Cheltenham was a really frustrating evening probably the most frustrating well they were all frustrating but probably one of the more frustrating ones out of the three um Cheltenham were absolutely dire uh, Shrewsbury I don't want to use the term battered because it's probably a slight exaggeration. It's probably not, but but Shrewsbury were comfortably the better side in the opening half. Uh, they had three or four really good chances to take the lead, but couldn't quite capitalise. And then Cheltenham, with perhaps their only only venture forward uh, in the whole game, scored. And I suppose we've just got we've got the red cards to discuss, haven't we, Johnny? Yes, indeed, indeed. The leg breaking tackle on Jordan Shipley, which was pretty rank to be honest yeah it was not it was not a good tackle uh and the melee from that tackle is what led to Luke Lee being sent off that was obviously overturned so you can't help but think that that's kind of fairly unlucky Shrews would have then it's not it's overturned which is great because then he could play against Fleetwood but at the same time it still costs you in the game against Cheltenham because they would have been playing against you know it'd have been 11 against 10 and town kind of lost their way a little bit after after the sending off even though they were i thought they were pretty good and they looked like scoring when it was 11 against 11 but when it was 10 v 10 they kind of lost their way just a little bit and and, and cheltenham went deeper and deeper and deeper and they they kind of saw the game out with no problems to, in the end but Shrewsbury should have been out of sight in fairness they should have been out of sight um but they lost that one Thankfully, they got the red card overturned, but within 20 minutes, they had another player sent off, didn't they? Um, against against Fleetwood, um, there was some discussion um, in the press box and on social media about whether that was a red or whether it was a yellow. Um, I still, to be honest, don't know. Did I love a clear goal scoring opportunity with his hands? So perhaps the red card was right. But all getting a bit heated on the salad Twitter. Yeah. Regarding the red card, wasn't it? And who knows the rules? Who doesn't know the rules? Who knows yeah. this? Who knows that? Well, Twitter is a Twitter is a complete and utter minefield. Cesspit. Cesspit. Yeah, that's a good word to describe it. Uh, it's the yeah, <laughs> it's just the king of you know over exaggerating and overthinking and, and and it can be a real horrible place to be at times um and overreacting i suppose as well people kind of write what they want to write um without really having to deal with any of the consequences um and you know so yeah, twitter kind of went into meltdown whatever that's just kind of see part of the course these days but um you know, the, the red card, okay, okay, maybe it is a red card, but one thing that is completely undeniable is that it's desperately unlucky. That guy has hit the ball at Pennington from two yards away from him and it's just hit his arm as he's tried to block it. It's not intentional. He's not moved his arm towards the ball. You can put no blame on Pennington whatsoever. Um, and pretty much from that point, it's a penalty, it's a red card. It, it looks a long way to play 70 minutes. With 10 men it looks a long way back for town i don't know what you think but as soon as that he was sent off i was like oh my days that's not they're going to struggle to get anything out of this game finally going to gone off injured as well so they only had one one out and out center off on the field which was dunkley so it made defending those set pieces difficult which is where they conceded the second from the third was pretty much you know it had no bearing on the game and, and to be fair to shrewsbury and to be fair to steve cottrell they tried their best in that second half, they they tried to get on the front foot. You know, Luke Lee was always chasing and harrying and closing people down, and they did try. But 
you know the numbers the number advantage for Fleetwood was just too much to go to do so you know it's a real shame it's a real real shame uh Shrewsbury's run of form um uh, but to be fair they didn't start that game well they didn't start that game well um but and, and they were severely severely punished for it but you know I suppose you can look at it two ways. You can look at it, well, they've lost three on the banks, but then you can kind of break each game down and kind of see what, what you think about each game. And uh, and I'd say if, you know, I feel like it's a little bit, you know, not harsh, but an unfair reflection on how those three games went. There's so many things there that are completely and utterly out of people's control and out of town's control that, you know, can't do much about it and they've come away with the games with with three defeats which is a real shame um so i won't be looking forward to the christmas period next year yeah it's not um it hasn't gone it hasn't gone as well as salad fans would have would have thought and given you know given the run of fixtures they were they were facing they would have certainly you know you, you would have been looking at six from them from them games. Um, one piece of positive news over the festive period is that Salop have added Killian Phillips to their squad, another lone aid coming from Crystal Palace. Um, announced just before January the 1st. Um, now he's training with the Salop squad, I believe, and will be eligible for the FA Cup against Sunderland on Saturday. Um, I believe he was at one of the games. Um, what Steve Cotswell said about him, and, and obviously it's hard for you to pass judgment because you probably haven't seen him play yet, but but what's what's Cotswell said? Another lone aid. Um, which is, you know, the market that Salah are working in, I suppose. Um, but another someone to add into that midfield, just numbers, isn't it? Bodies, given the uh, the situation at the moment. Yeah, very much so. It's a case of, you know, I think I wrote in that piece this morning that, you know, the 11 players that have started in the last few games for town have been starting for the last two months. And something that's very easily thrown at, at Steve Cottrell by fans is, is, is a little bit about... You know that he about not using the substitutes, but you know half of them are young, half of them are young kids. You know you're not going to bring the young kid kids on in some of the circumstances that they've been in, and and Steve has said on a, on a couple of occasions that they're not ready. And then the other the other players are either Aidan O'Brien and Elliot Bennett who are coming back from injury. You know I think they're restricted to how much they can play. And then there's there's there's, there's Bowman and there's Brian Bowman and Pike and potentially blocks them so that there's not an awful lot on the bench you're always a better player when you're not in the team aren't you it's just the way the world works um but in terms of the new guy yeah Killian Phillips comes in as a lot more depth to town um which is something that they need you know the ability to to kind of be able to make this make additions not additions sorry to make substitutions to make changes in games that you know will either give them a bit of energy or could change change the narrative and change the direction of travel if they need it you know he's another player of, the, of a similar elk who can play in a number of different positions um so yeah he's, he's gonna he, he's very highly thought of by the manager steve cottrell he's very highly thought of from what i gather um from by crystal palace i think there's a, a school of thought that this 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 young player will play in the premier league one day um so you know that's something that's really interesting um and you know it's another talented young player that shrewsbury have with them that they're now hoping will will give them a bit of a benefit uh, and a boost on the field so you know turner just got to keep their fingers crossed haven't they that, that you know killian phillips is the player that you know they hope he can be he's versatile he can play in a 10 i think he can play in a six or an eight he's got an eye for a goal 
And this, I'm just basically repeating what, 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 what Steve Coxwell told me last week, to be fair. Um, but until I've seen him play, I can't pass judgment. Yeah, Crystal Palace Palace are very excited about him. So um, I would say, you know, that that, that, that sounds like a really positive thing. Um, So I'm looking forward to watching him play. Yeah, is there a link with Shrewsbury and Crystal Palace? Because you've got Street, you've got Phillips. I know in the past, Shrewsbury have signed players on loan from Palace. Solly Kaikai, about four or five years ago, signed from from Crystal Palace. Is there some sort of Shropshire sort of palace link or is it just you know is it just one of them one of them odd things underground tunnel yeah underground tunnel yeah from shropshire to london um no not as far as i'm aware i mean that i I could be wrong as far as i'm aware i i I would have just suggested it's coincident coincidental i can ask the question of course um but from what i gather it's it's coincidental um, you know, Palace have produced quite quite a few good young players, haven't they? Recently, um, and you know, as far as as far as I'm aware, no, there's not a particular link uh, between between the two clubs. It just it's just a, just a coincidence that there's now two players in Shrewsbury squad on loan from 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 Crystal Palace. Yeah, uh, interesting one, interesting one. January windows open. All um, Steve Cotswold. Yes, he probably wants more. Will he get more? Um, is there any indication of that? Um, I don't expect it to be that busy a window, to be honest, for Shrewsbury. Um, I don't think that all, you know, the town fans are probably not going to like that because I think um, they want, as all football fans do, they want additions, they want new signings. But I don't, ex- I don't envisage it being a particularly busy month. Um, obviously, well, there were nine new faces through the door in the summer. It's not something that I'm expecting. I think there could be one or two, but I think I think finances is 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 a hurdle for Shrewsbury. Um, Steve has told me that himself on a couple of occasions. Um, and you know, um, Brian Caldwell has all, also said that he doesn't envisage there being too much business um, in the window. Um, you know, they've been really really hampered by injuries so far this season haven't they they've been really hampered by injuries you know five first team players missing um would affect anyone and it lo- it feels as though it's finally caught up with them a little bit which is a real shame because they were doing so well uh they're on the front foot they were making real real progress but i'm confident that steve cottrell will be in there and he will be you know rallying his troops to try and get a reaction out of them this weekend and a good performance you know, a good performance would, would go down a treat. Yeah, yeah, be interested to see how the window does play out. Um, time for an advert. As always, Shrews News is brought to you by the Catlin Toaster Man. Uh, if you need anything for your home or, more pressingly, your kitchen, um, head over to the thecatlintoasterman.co.uk or you can go into, they've got a store on Thorns Road in Briley Hill. You can head in there and have a look what they've got to offer. Right, time for some questions. Salad fans have answered the call and we've got a few in today, so... We're going to rattle through a few of these. Um, Salopia has just put Connor Wickham, question mark. Um, he's, just, he's just been released by Forest Green Rovers. Yeah, right? now we were looking at players that got Palace links, and he certainly got Palace links. Um, 29, he had big, there was big hopes for Connor Wickham. He went to Sunderland for quite a bit of money and Palace. Um, he's left Forest Green Rovers after scoring, I think, um, Nine goals in 20 games. 
that this season? That's this season, yeah. 2022-23, 9 in 20 games. Um, that's interesting. It'll be an interesting one. Oh, you know, there's a free agent, um, you know, sell up in for a, for a striker. What do you, what what do you it, think? Well, it's interesting. I didn't know he'd scored that many goals, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm surprised uh, more than anything that, that you know, that they're in for that 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 they've let him go. If if that is the case, I mean, if it's a short term contract, he may have turned it down. Um, but you know, that's that that's a good that's a good chunk of goals, isn't it? Connor Wickham scored there. If, if that is the case, I'm just trying to check that up on Soccer Base. Um, and bear with me. Um, but yeah, um, let's have a look. Yeah, six league goals, and he scored three in the FA Cup as well. Uh, six goals in in thirteen starts is is not is not the worst record in the world, is it? Um, be interesting to know the reasons behind why why he's not at Forest Green anymore. Um, but yeah, is he one for town? I don't know. From my understanding of Conor Wickham, is he's, he's quite injury prone, is he not? Yeah. yeah, I think he is. He's 29 and he's played for Ipswich, Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, Leeds, Palace, Sheffield Wednesday, Preston, MK Dons and Forest Green. And he has had a lot of injuries. And in that time, so he's 29, made his debut in 2009 as a teenager and he's played 250 games, 285 games, sorry. That's not, a, not an awful... An awful lot for some of that age, but it'll be an interesting, interesting one. Um, Julie Gildy with a question here. What are Steve Cotswold's plans to help encourage and re-motivate the team in their three match match losses? Um, well, you know, I don't think they'll need motivation, will they? They'll know that they've got to try and turn things around now. Get back yeah, on there. The players will be the players will be obviously hurting. They'll be uh, disappointed with you know. They put a lot. They put an awful lot of work in over Christmas. You know, footballers have to make quite a lot of sacrifices over that Christmas period with seeing family and and what have you. So, you know, they'll be hurting with the results that that they they've picked up over that period, um, which is something that's a real shame uh, for town. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I I don't see motivation being a problem. I know that you know there's a story in tomorrow's paper. Um, that's, that's, that I've just done written this morning about from what Steve Cottrell said um, to me. I think it was after Cheltenham when he just said, you know, we can't be shrinking violets. You know, we've got to lick our wounds and we've got to we've got to go again. And I think that will be the attitude. You know, there'll, there'll be no time in that dressing room for moping around. Steve Cottrell just simply just won't allow that. So, you know, it'll be back to it, working hard, time on the training pitch and, and trying to get it right for, you know, it's going to be another tough so I can't work out whether it's good that they've got a break in an FA Cup game, but then also it's like it's a really tough game. Sunderland are doing well. They're, they're in the playoff spots in the Championship, Johnny. They are, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're doing well. Tony Mowbray's a good manager. They play good football, um, so that's going to be a real challenge when they come up against when they come up against Sunderland. So, you know, we're going to have to see how they go uh, this weekend. But I certainly don't think motivation will ever be a problem with this group of players, to be honest. I think they're I think they're a good bunch. I don't think there's particularly any bad eggs in there at all, to be quite honest with you, especially from from my dealings with them at the training ground and after games and stuff. They all seem like fairly good lads. So um, I'm sure there will be no problems on that front. And, and Steve Cottrell will be will have them fit far in and ready to go when, it, when we get to the weekend. Sure he will. Indeed. 
Um, right, time for another question. Um, has Marco Morosi's distribution been improved, remained the same standard or got worse since he signed for Salah? That's from Paul Seven at all the 77s. Um, well, I, I can't comment really because I've only covered the club for six months. Um, I've only covered the club for six months. I must admit, it wasn't something I noticed early on into my time about his distribution, but I, I have noticed it a little bit more recently. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one because I don't, I don't want to, to, to hammer Morosi, but his distribution has probably not been how he would like it to have been recently. Um, whether it's improved or not, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I'm not aware of what he was like when he first arrived at the club, but he, yeah, it's, it's probably not been, it's not been, it's not been great. Um, it's not been great recently. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder what you put that down to, you know, change of play, change of style of play or just loss of form or. I suppose that's one for a player to answer, isn't it? It's hard for us to I, I, everything's work, everything's heightened when the results don't go your way, isn't it? Yeah. Every everything that that's just it's, you know, it's just the way it goes, you know. Things that that you just look over and think, Oh, that's fine when you when you're picking up results and you're putting in decent performances, things just kinda of get missed. But then, you know, as soon as the results turn a little bit, you know, the critic critics come out and in certain certain areas you know that's rightly so and in other areas you know it's probably harsh so you know it's an interesting one on morosi um it, but his kicking hasn't been probably quite at its best but you know, I, I quite like morosi i think he's a good player so fingers crossed he can get it right soon yeah yeah thanks for your question uh, a couple more uh, what position do you think needs strengthening the most and which players would you choose to buy hash uh, buy slash loan in these positions my knowledge of League One players is not the best. I've only been kind of working in, in the division f for six months or so, and I've not really watched an awful lot. Um, some players that have really stood out. Um, I know I know um, Morgan Whitaker's has just gone back to the, the lad from Plymouth, who's a really good player. He's just gone, just been recalled. I can't remember what his pet, who his parent club they are. Swansea. Swansea. Yeah, he's just been recalled. He was a really good player, just like that Giovanni Brown um, at Exeter. Um, so I can pick those ones out. With regards to, I feel it's really hard at, at, at a club like Shrewsbury who are looking to, you know, when they're looking to get loans, they're getting young players from, you know, academies and under 23s football. You know, that's not something that we we see all that much of. Um, so it, it's hard to to make a judgment on that. I would have said, I think they need some cover. George Nurse is not going to be back this season. Is he? He's done his ACL. He's going to be out for a very very long time. Um, I would have said they need some cover for, for Jordan Shipley at left wing back. Um, Shipley has, has, you know, done really well to a degree in that position. Um, and especially going forward, he offers a real threat for town going forward and, and has been involved in a lot of goals, um, either scoring them or creating them or, or what have you. But, you know, it's, it's a very demanding position playing at left wing back. And I imagine actually for town, one of the bigger problems they'll probably have found themselves having in recent weeks is, is that going from weekend, Cottrell made this point after his game, that going from Saturday to Saturday is okay for a, when they've got the same 12, 13 players playing each week. The problem becomes more evident when they're going, you know, 
Saturday to Tuesday to Saturday and then, then playing three games in eight days, that then becomes a problem and that tests your squad more, doesn't it? Um, so, you know, somebody who can potentially take Jordan Shipley out the firing line and maybe there's a potential that Elliot Bennett, once he's back, if he can get the Costa back, can, can maybe fill in and do a job over there. He's played left midfield before, I believe. Um, so there's, there's, a, there's a potential that he might be able to come in and do that role. Um, you know, the player I'd like to sign uh, is I'd like to sign a Dan Udo. Um, yeah. <laughs> if there's one player that you, you kind of look at Shrewsbury and you're crying out for, you know, it's, you know, however many goals he scored last year. Um, I haven't got the stats in front of me, but, you know, he scored an awful lot of goals. And that's the kind of player that you feel like town need in their team at the moment. Um, it feels like the team's, you know, the team's the team's doing okay. Christian Sadie's doing 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 well. He's one of town's best players, but you know, a, a Dan Udo in there as well would just, you know, someone to stick the ball in the onion bag, you know, would go down a treat, wouldn't it? I suppose. The young midfielder's good. The young midfielder coming in is is, is a benefit for town. Um, but yeah, that, those are probably the areas. Maybe somebody somebody. Everybody wants a goal scorer. Everybody wants someone. Everybody wants to sign someone who's going to get 10 goals between now and the end of the season. You know, it's what everybody wants. It's not necessarily always what you can, something that's a realistic, you know. Yeah, no, it'll be, um, as we say, it's um, it's going to be a, a window to just wait and see what, uh, what Sal is going to do. Right, we've got one more question that has come in. For our man Westbury on this first episode of 2023, um, is the way SC sets us up in the first half of most games setting us up for a loss? Hoofball seems to be the main tactic, and it just does not work. The ball is passed around the back, given to a right back, a left back, and hoover on the pitch, hoping someone gets on the end of it. Now, Tom Key, I will never believe that a manager sets a team up to lose. Yeah. Which is a pretty silly statement, uh, but it's a good question. You know, everyone entitled to their opinion. Um, what, what do you make of that, Ol? Um, he's talking about hoofball there and playing around at the back and then just lobbing up field. Um, I'm sure that's not what gets gets said in the dressing room before the game. No, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I think Town can mix it up between being more direct and uh, and you know, you know, passing it more. Um, you know. Probably worked. They probably did go quite direct in the second half against Fleetwood, but I think that was more because, you know, when they passed the ball, they just they had no options on. You know, they couldn't pass it because they were a man down, um, and it was difficult. So they 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 went quite direct towards Sadie, who's probably not the best target man per se. He's not he's not an Andy Carroll, or he's not you know he's not a big big. Well, he is a physical presence in a different way because he's strong. He holds the ball up well, but you wouldn't have said he's like a real aerial threat that you can launch long balls up to. So I don't know. I don't know about that question, to be honest. Um, you can't when you when you watch when you watch the game, when you watch the goal they scored against Cambridge, which was a, a brilliant team goal. I find it's quite hard to criticise them for being a hoofball team, to be honest with you. Um, in uh, that's what, what I'd say. Um, I don't watch Town. Don't forget, I'm not I'm not a Shrewsbury Town fan. Um, I don't watch Town and think this is this is hoofball. 
Um, I think they can mix it up. Um, they mix it up between styles and they can go more direct and they can stop in plan when they sit in, they get behind the ball and they're hard to beat. But yeah, I'm not so I'm not so sure about I'm not so sure about that. I, I know they do like to get the ball out to their wing backs and they like to get crosses in the box um, and certain things like that. But yeah, not sure about that to be honest, Johnny. Neither Tom Key, not sure. But there we've we've answered all's answered your question. Hope the uh, cheers for your question, Sam fans. Hope the answers were to your satisfaction. Um, I was having a, before we talk about something. I, I was having to think about a few talking points today when I was putting a little bit of a small list together um on what to speak to in the 30 seconds before we started recording um and it's a question that's been on my mind for a while and i'm i'm not in a real place to to, to say either way because i don't watch shoes every week and i haven't sat on the terraces or sat in the stands for the last 34 years but where what is shrewsbury's ceiling like where is their you know what what is their place where is their their position um because i see a lot of shoesby fans on social media i follow all and i see people replying to all and i don't know if a lot of shoesby fans saying you know they should be competing at the top some should be you know fighting at the bottom um and i want to get shoesby fans views on this so do get in touch with us for the next pod in a couple of weeks where where do you where do shoesby see them see their see themselves really they're 16th at the moment which they see themselves higher than that um it's interesting, and I'm sure you've come across this as well, Ol. You know, in terms of, and every fan wants to be fighting at the top and competing for honours. Um, but it, I, I, it'll be interesting—a little survey, really, from the Shrews views, just to see where where Salop fans see themselves, really, realistically, if you get what I mean. But I'm sure you've come across this all in terms of, well, we come across it everywhere, don't we? At every club. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like what constitutes a successful season for town. It's not it's not it's not necessarily a straightforward answer, is it? You know, a successful season is definitely a, a finishing in the top six. You know, what is what is a successful season? What are unrealistic expectations? But also at the same time, what is what is underachieving? Um, to be honest, I haven't covered the club long enough to to say that I know for sure. Um, it'd be interesting to get fans. To get to get fans take a take on 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 where they think that Shrewsbury should should finish, taking into consideration the size of the club and budgets and all that kind of thing, because you know you you, you do see quite a polarized you see a polarized opinion on 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 social media to 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 where what their aspirations are, and you know. You know, they've been very close to the playoffs all season. They've kind of let that slip and then kind of social media goes into a bit of a meltdown like it does. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, 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 you, you raise a really valid point. Maybe something that we can kind of put 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 out there to see to see what what a, what Shrewsbury fans expect to see in terms of where their team should finish. Yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, I. Although I don't watch Shrewsbury every week, you know, I follow their results every week. I've got I've got a family member who's a season ticket holder and I've got people I know at the football club. And, and you know, I went every game. I went every game. And so I can't remember who's the manager. I think it might have been Gary Peters, one of the first seasons at the, at the New Meadow. And for me, I think like middle to top half of League One is a constitutes a success for Shrewsbury. Probably 12th, 13th constitutes success for Shrewsbury. And, and, and an FA Cup run as well. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, 
I think that Shrewsbury's, and it sounds mad to say it, but I think Shrewsbury's downfalls that season under Paul Hurst, really. The expectations were raised when Paul Hurst almost took Shrewsbury to the championship and almost won them yeah. the, 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 the EFL trophy. <laughs> um, but then, uh, this is my opinion, and, and if Salad fans want to come and hammer me for it, fair enough. Um, but that season you had you had a goalkeeper on loan from Manchester United who's got in the England squad and is now a Premier League goalkeeper. You got centre half who went to Everton for forty million, and then other players that went and signed for Championship clubs as well. And um, and, and it was almost a perfect storm that season where everything came together. And and at clubs like Shrewsbury, I think they're hard to get all the time, um, and especially now that was probably like six years. What was it? Five six years ago now, and, and now you're at you know. Shrewsbury, and this is not, you know, it's not saying Shrewsbury are devoid of, you know, shouldn't be criticised. They've lost three games on the bank, so things aren't going well. That's fair enough, but um, I think that it's just the case that you know, temporary expectations almost in, in some way. That, that's my my personal opinion on it. Um, uh, and and yeah, that'll be interesting to see. We'll see what Salah fans say. Do get in touch with us. Um, get in touch. You've got the the Shrewsbury Star Twitter account. You've also got Ollie and and Salat fans. I know a few of you follow me on Twitter as well. So get in touch and let us know what you think, and we'll we'll have a bit of a debate on the next episode. Right. Finally, Sunderland FA Cup underdogs. Um, expected to lose probably all, but you know a win. Anything more than that is a bonus. Yeah, I'd say the first thing is is that it'd be really nice. For town to bounce back with a really positive performance. Um, you know, the, I, I thought they were pretty good in in the main against in Cheltenham up to probably 70 minutes or so, and that red card fiasco. I thought they created some good chances. Um, uh, yeah, I thought they were comfortable against Cambridge until until obviously they scored that goal. But you know, it'd be good to get a really good performance where they work really hard for each other and they put in a good show in. Um, that you know that that you know can offer 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 us some encouragement going forward, uh, uh, and I don't doubt the like the work rate and stuff of the players or, or anything, but I think that's one thing. Steve Cox has said that to me a few weeks ago. He says the one thing that you control is the is, is the performance level, and if you keep putting in good performances, eventually results will change for you. So I think that is the first thing that Shrewsbury will be looking to do on Saturday. And if they can put in a good performance, then who knows where that might lead them? Hopefully, Sunderland have an off day. They've obviously got some players of real quality. Um, I don't know whether you've seen much of them this season, Johnny. Um, but yeah, they've got some. They've got some good players, haven't they? From from what I gather, so it, it's set to be a a tough afternoon. Yeah, no, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. Um, draw would be nice. Get a replay, a bit more, a bit lucrative. Um, yeah. But a mid midweek yeah, exactly. trip, mid midweek trip to the northeast wouldn't be too good. But um, I've I've done that this season and it's not very nice. Um, <laughs> but there you go, Salad fans. Thanks for your questions. Um, Look forward to that debate next time we we uh, we chat. Um, and good luck on Saturday. Hopefully, Salap, you know, Salap have not been short of FA Cup magic in recent years, and hopefully they can be able to channel some of that Everton magic from back in the early two thousands um, on Saturday. So thank you very much for listening from me and all. Till next time, goodbye.